Shermchester with our special guest today, Roger Brown, on this edition of the Seaco Sports Forum. We're talking baseball. Roger Brown from the Union Leader and also NewHampshireHardball.com. Welcome. How are you, Sherm? Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're always welcome here. We're getting into the thick of uh, the baseball season. It's uh, just about ready to wrap up and head into the tourney. Uh, just, uh, well, first off, any any headlines we should know about from NewHampshireHardball.com? Well, we, we, we kind of have a, the only thing I can think of, Sherm, is we kind of have a little bit of a, some uncertainty here going down the stretch because that affects Exeter. Um, there was a little bit of a controversy about a Spalding using an ineligible pitcher for a couple of pitches and a win over Nashua South. And if Spalding won that game and if, if they were to forfeit, which usually happens when you use an ineligible pitcher, it would, uh, it would move Exeter down a spot in the standings, most likely be behind Nashua South. So I don't know what the NHI is going to do in that situation, but you know, it, it will, it's, it will likely affect Exeter seating either for the good or the bad. Um, depending on what the ruling is there because they Exeter lost the Nashua South. So right now they're ahead of them, but they could end up behind them. And, it, you know, the way things are in, in the uh, division one tournament, it's, it's so tight amongst the, you know, the upper tier mm -hmm. teams that one spot could be very meaningful. So, I mean, that's one thing to keep an eye on. I don't know when that's going to be announced, but um, that's something that cropped up last week. And I know the coaches have been, communicating with each other to try and figure out what's going to happen there. I, I'm just curious what, what, what leads to somebody uh, uh, being disqualified as a pitcher? I mean, uh, what was it a physical thing or. A... Uh, you have a pitch limit. So if you throw X amount of pitches in a game, you know, if you throw a lot, you need three days rest. If, you know, in this case he threw, I don't know the exact numbers. It was 30 something pitches on, on one day. And whatever the number was, he was required to have one day of rest. But instead, he came back the very next day. I don't think he threw many pitches. He pitched like the last inning or the last out or something. But he wasn't allowed to pitch at all, so I'm told. So in, in the past, you know, that's that happens. You see that probably every, every year or so, you know, throughout the state. And it, the team generally forfeits. It's more, more times than not, it's an honest mistake. And uh, – you know, like I said, it's a forfeit and, and we move on, but nothing has been uh, announced regarding that yet. Do they, do the uh, st statisticians have to file that with the state every game? How many pitches so-and-so? I think the coaches are supposed to sign off. I think they have a pitching sheet and, you, you know, each coach okay. is supposed to just initial it to make sure it's correct. Um, so, you know, I mean, it's not, uh, from my understanding, rarely is it done to gain an edge or anything. It's just, you know, coach forgets or, or what have you. And like I said, an honest mistake, but still it's, you know, if it is an illegal pitcher, you, I believe you're supposed to forfeit. I mean, that would make sense to me, but um, you know, it could be the difference between uh, like a four or a five seed for Exeter, which who knows? I mean, it could be a home game or not a home game. We'll have to see how things play out. But well, as as we right, right as we record it, 
the Clippers, Portsmouth Clippers on top of the heap. They've only lost the one game so far and uh, heading into their last couple of games, uh, Pinkerton at number two, uh, Blue Hawks and Winnicott at three and four and uh, Concord at number five, Nashville South number six. And Londonderry tied with them uh, in that position. Right, and if you, if you added a victory to Nashville South and took away a loss, okay, that's what would happen if the... Gotcha. You know, if this forfeit, and, and I think that would put them ahead of Exeter. Well, look, looking at all those teams I just mentioned, pitching, I mean, hitting is obviously a big factor, but the pitching, you've got some real solid staffs there. Just run down some of the some of the uh, stars of, of those teams I just mentioned that uh, you've you've watched this season, and some of some of the guys are going to be depending on going into the playoffs. Pickerton has two of the top pitchers in the state, uh, Liam Doyle. Um, many consider him to be, you know, one of the best, if not the best. Probably Joe Allen is the other one in that argument from Winnicott. Um, so those are two guys. Pinkerton also has a kid named Tom Rio, who, um, you know, if he was on any other staff, he would he would be getting much more recognition. He's, you know, as good as anybody out there. Um, you know, those are three that come to mind. Now, Exeter is blessed with a ton of good pitching. You know, Parker Ledrum, uh, Zach Ferris, George Young, uh, John John uh, Weberg, uh, or Jake, I should say. Um, so, I mean, that's what makes Exeter tough. I think that when they had eight wins, sure, they had allowed one one run in those eight wins. So, wow. you know, in terms of pitching depth, I don't, there's not many that would beat Exeter. Now Portsmouth is another team. They don't have, like I mentioned, the, the Joe Allen type guy at the top of the rotation, but they've got four or five guys after that that are all really good. The bullpen. Yeah, just well, they just you know they could roll out any number of guys that could beat you. Um, so, you know, those are the guys that come to mind. Um, also, we mentioned there, Concord is doing very well despite not having great pitching this year. They won it last year and graduated most of their pitching. Uh, but but all as always in this Division One tournament, uh, usually everybody's got one guy at least. So that first round game, no matter who you play, is dangerous. You know, it's one and done, right? The first round is one and done. Yeah. And let me ask you this: so there are buys in the baseball tournament. How, how do you have any opinion on? on that with pitching being what it is. Cause yeah. So you could have yeah. a team that has a buy. I see what you're going. So in the second round, they get to use their best right. pitcher against a team that not only had to play, but had to use its best pitcher. To me, it's a little bit of an unfair advantage. Yeah, I, I would say in this particular instance, looking at the standings and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's not sour grapes. I mean, you're right. I mean, uh, I mean, in a way <laughs> the Blue Hawks being as deep as they are, they have a couple of choices they could go to for one and two or one, a and one B. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I'm just I'm looking down the line here and uh, on a given day. Now, the playoffs will start when? Do you have a date on those yet? Uh, next week. I think it's Wednesday, sure. Wednesday, next Wednesday? I think so. Okay. When, you know, I get, I get confused when softball starts and baseball, but. Have you been, keep, I, I just want to shift for a second. Have you been keeping track of uh, softball at all? And A little the, bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, been a huge, yeah, huge game this week with Concord that will likely determine the number one seed um there but again softball has buys like baseball so as long as they're 
I think one of the top two spots, they'll get a buy. No. I believe there are two buys in Division One softball. But, yeah, Exeter and Concord, I think, are, you know, among among the favorites. Let's put it that way. Now, what about Division Two? We talk always about Division One. What about Division Two? Anybody we are, or any of the other divisions, for that matter, as far as baseball is concerned, who should we be looking for and what what your prognostications? Well, Division Two baseball, like Hollis Brookline, looks like they're the team to beat, and um, you know, there's a there's a handful of very good teams there as well: South Egan, Hanover. John Stark, but the team that's really coming on is St. Thomas. You know, Carson Cross's first year as head coach there. I think they're second in the standings now. They beat Winnicunit, a Division One program this year. Uh, so they look like a team that's, you know, playing good baseball. Um, they're high up in the standings. So, uh, you know, I, I haven't seen them myself, but I got to assume they have as good a chance as anybody to, uh, to win it in that division. Now, Carson, he was a, a a pitching coach, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's obviously his forte. And, that helps. Uh, you no know, it, yeah, it helped. It helps. Well, going to the other side, I mentioned a, a little while ago, the bats, uh, some of the standout guys with the bats uh, for the different teams, uh, both, you know, like I say, any division, but we'll start with one, division one. Well, geez, we could be here all day on that. But, you know, one of the better all-around players locally, I think, is um, – is Parker Lendrum from Exeter, you know, uh, he had a big hit. Uh, I think it was Merrimack in the seventh inning to tie it in the game. They had to come from behind and win. Uh, the really, the, the one kid that, that stands out in division one and he's not a Seacoast kid is uh, a player from Nashua South, Albert De La Rosa. I think he had five home runs in his first six games. Um, He's pretty much a notch above most kids I've seen at the plate. You know, I, I would assume he'd be in the running for player of the year in that division. Uh, so I think any list of hit, I mean, everybody's got good hitters, right? Every lineup, three or four of them, but he's a kid that stands out above, you know, above the rest, I would say. Now we're, we're a couple of weeks away, a few weeks away, but uh, you're getting excited about Legion ball coming up this summer. Yeah. We just had tryout Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking of hitting, um, uh, I, you know, we play or Exeter plays its home games, Legion games at Phillips Exeter. And I was there for a playoff game uh, Saturday. It was uh, Phillips Exeter against uh, Cushing Academy. And I, I'm sure many or pretty much everybody's familiar with Josh Morissette, who plays for mm -hmm. Phillips Exeter. And he hit a three-run homer, I think, in the fifth inning to tie it 7-7. Seven, seven fifth or sixth inning and uh then Cushing went ahead eight to seven and was ahead by one with two outs in the seventh and Josh hit another home run to <laughs> send it to extra innings in a game they ended up winning I think in tenth in the tenth inning. So I mean that was that was impressive. You know, two home runs when they needed them, you know. Uh, there you go. So he, kudos to him. He's a he's a clutch player no matter what sport. He likes basketball sure. better than baseball, but his brother Cody said he's just as good in baseball. Speaking of Cody, have you heard much about him out in Beloit, Wisconsin? Not a lot. I just know he, I think he hit another home run. Uh, well, matter of fact, he homered the same day that Josh hit his two home runs. I think that was Saturday. So uh, I, I know he started slow, but he seems to be, you know, uh, the numbers have been good since that start. So seems to have found a rhythm out there. 
yeah, good luck to him. Keep us posted on how he's doing. I'd like to get him on board here at some point. Uh, is he, so he's at high A? Is that what he's playing at now? I don't know if it's high A or just or just regular A. I'm not, you know, again, I'm not in tune with the Marlins uh, minor league system. So, um, you know, they got advanced A, low A, regular, you know. I couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you, to be honest, sure. You know, Beloit is not my field, uh, area of expertise. You're a Dodger guy. <laughs> do they still have Cucamonga out there in, in Dodger, the Dodgers? <laughs> I believe they do. I believe they do. <laughs> I love minor league baseball and, and, and some of the catchy names. Uh, I, I, I still scratch my head over Fisher Cats, but hey, you know what? They still must sell product because otherwise they'd be changing their name to something else. But anyway, uh, any news on, on the Fisher cats, anything you've got? Uh, just scuffling a little bit, you know, they, uh, they've been having a hard time against some of the better teams in the Eastern league. And, you know, I think as we speak, they're five games below 500. Um, but of course, you know, they've used a lot of their, a lot of their good minor league talent is at the major league level now right. and they've had to replenish and, Lost some guys in trades or whatnot, but I think it's always a good night out there, though, you know, for the value. Yeah, Vladdy Guerrero, uh, I got him on one of well, a couple of my fantasy baseball teams. All of a sudden, his bat went to sleep on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for the power from that kid, you know? <laughs> of course. No, no question. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Major League Baseball, um, What's your take on the Red Sox are right now on a roll as they started off a, a, in a dismal fashion. And then all of a sudden the bats have started to come alive and the pitching, well, it's, it's patchwork, but it's getting, getting it done. But what, what's your take? It, it, they're boring to me to watch. So I hate <laughs> to offend everybody. Uh, I, I don't expect much out of them. I don't, I don't know what else to say. You know, they should be spending money and they don't. They act like they're a small market franchise. They would never get my dollar. Here, here's here's the question Sam threw at me last time. Uh, would you put the big bucks out, 300 mil or whatever it's going to take to sign up Xander Bogarts and or uh, probably the same amount of money for uh, Rafi uh, Devers? So, I mean, or would you take that money like I propose and kind of spread it out and maybe go after some pitching and, and develop it down on the farm, bring up some, you know, instead of putting out money that you never know if you're going to get your dollars, a la Chris sale, your money's worth, um, or any of these name brand stars. I mean, especially pitching now, look at Scherzer's down. Uh, Degrom is down. seems like every week a name brand is going down on, uh, you know, for an arm problem or the tired arm. So what's your take? Would you, would you invest that much money in a position player would you put it in the pitching? What would you do? I don't mind putting it. Mookie Betts, can they get him? No, well, they had their shot. <laughs> uh, I don't mind putting it in a position player. I don't know that I would spend that much money on those position players. Yeah. You know, um, again, it's New England. Everybody thinks Devers is the best ever, but. Well, you know what? I'd probably would put more towards Devers than Bogarts, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think. I, the, the thing with Devers is he seems to be more like a, 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 a big pappy type, you know, he's going to just go out there and slug away. Uh, I don't think he'll be a position player. His his whole career, probably maybe a couple of more years of a position. Then he becomes a, a DH Bogarts wants to be a position player and not a DH. So that could be a little problem there, but 
it, I guess the bottom line is you cannot just keep spending money, money, money. And then when these guys get hurt, they have to put them on the shelf, especially the pitching. I mean, look at the sale, looked like he was coming back and he re-injured his rib cage or whatever it was. And now he's out until probably all-star break. So talk about a bad investment on your, on your dollar. I mean, wow. Wow. Hey, there was a time when they would never spend a nickel to get a pitcher. Sure. When I was true, up. that's one of the reasons I just, I had enough, you know, true. Uh, and they changed their philosophy and they won, you know, so good for them. And now they seem like they're back counting their nickels. Your team, your team, the Dodgers though, they keep reloading. So that's, you know, I, I kind of, I like their way of building it up and, and keeping it up, but there again, it's pumping money at it. So I don't know. Got to have the money and the farm system, right? That's what you got to, you know, yeah. both yeah. things going at once. I think that's Hein Bloom's big thing is it was in Tampa is building up the farm, bringing up the kids. And, and, you know, I don't know if we're patient enough here in Boston and New England to let them do that. That's the problem. You know, we want, we want it now. And this, sure. run, this hot streak right now, Probably have saved Cora a lot of grief. Maybe he can grow his beard back again. But anyway, so if people want to find out what's going on in uh, the Granite State, New Hampshire, hardball.com, tell us about it. Tell us how they can get in touch. And, and uh, there is a subscription they can get too. to get highlights. Yeah, right, right. Hardball, yeah, it just covers everything or as much as we can cover uh, regarding baseball in New Hampshire. A lot of high school and college uh, and then as the summer moves on, it's a little bit of, you know, a lot of Fisher Cats, Legion Baseball, you know, whatever, whatever trickles in in the summer leagues. And it's free, but there is a subscription section where you can get a little more if you want to help support the site. Uh, so, yeah, check it out if you haven't. It's nhhardball.com and uh, do our best to promote baseball here in New Hampshire. All right. Fair enough. And then uh, two minute drill. Anything you'd like to throw out on that? Uh, yeah, actually, um, probably worth noting, um, we're switching gears here, but it'll almost be football season and, you know, summer there's all those camps and whatnot. There's going to be, a uh, there's all these quarterback and receiver camps, but Exeter high is going to have a, a camp for linemen, offensive and defensive linemen. I think it's, uh, June 18th, we've organized it and, uh, and got Bill Ball's uh, blessing to use the field there, the stadium field. So uh, anybody, you know, I think it's for grades six to 12. And uh, so anybody interested, you know, may want to check that out. Now, I was going to say your, your companion website, uh, New Hampshire football report.com. Can they get info there? Yep. That's where you, yeah, you can get all the information there. And I think it's college coaches, at least if it's not current college coaches, they were former coaches. I know one of them, Garrett McLaughlin, assistant at UNH will be there. Um, so it's a good chance. You know, there's not much out there for the linemen usually. So this is a good opportunity for them to get some, some good coaching and get better. Yeah. And we know that that's uh, important, no matter uh, both sides of the ball, whether offense or defense, if you don't have a good line, that quarterback, especially on offense, that quarterback, uh, you know, <laughs> his rear end gets hard, hurt real fast. <laughs> you got to have the line. That's no question. That's where it's won and lost, sure. And uh, the other thing I was going to ask you about, anything on UNH? Not really. It's been quiet since the spring game, you know, so we'll just have to, uh, you know, they got some transfers coming in that we haven't seen yet. Uh, 
you know, one of them's a defensive end from Connecticut. So we'll have to hope that he uh, plays well because that's a, that's a positional need for them uh, across from silver, or I, sh- I should say at the opposite end anyways. Um, but, you know, I'm sure the preseason poll will be coming out soon. And um, the key there is to get their quarterbacks healthy. You know, they were down to their third and fourth quarterback for the spring game. So they need uh, Brosmer to be healthy and, go from there yeah i was a, a lacrosse game uh last week somebody came up to me and asked me about you know about what i thought about the upcoming season for the wildcats and like i said to the fellow i said i think rick santos has his uh, game plan he has a good team he wasn't left a bunch of spare parts he's got a, a, a good program that uh, coach mack left him and it's going to be interesting to see what he, spin he puts on the team and i think that uh, you're right quarterback is going to be a big one uh, I'm I'm kind of putting it. I think it's going to be a situational thing this year, or at least he'll be using it in in key times, situational running uh, and and passing quarterbacks, uh, especially since he's got a variety of quarterbacks on the team. And what about Strickland? Do you see him as a freshman coming in and being a, effective as a tight end? He might be. Yeah, yeah. They have. Um, I think he could come in and contribute for sure as a freshman. He seems like physically he's he's got like a college body. Um, and for what it's worth, that position, that tight end position, they have three kids coming in. They're all from New Hampshire. So they got uh, Strickland from Goffstown, Colby Ramshaw from Londonderry, and I think it's Brendan Graham from Alvord. So three New Hampshire kids. It's very unusual. Yeah, it is unusual. And I was going to say the one thing that we all know that quarterbacks need that safety valve, uh, just ask Tom Brady and a guy named Gronkowski. Sure. You know, I mean, just you have to have that guy you can dump the pass to when that play that's all, you know, scoped out that's that falls apart real fast and then you got to get the get that guy with the big body you see him down there and say okay you only get 10 yards or 20 yards but let's take it <laughs> well and anybody who's followed unh in the last you know 10 or 15 years knows their best teams or at least their best offenses have always had very productive tight ends mm-hmm. you know very involved in the offense so you know they're not uh they haven't been a team where they just throw throw twice to the tight end for 12 yards you know that's a big part of their offense so i'm sure they're looking to get back you know uh get back to that one one thing i don't want to forget about is the uh, union leader you're you're working the union leader anything special coming up oh actually good thing you mentioned that sure no uh you know nothing we'll have playoff coverage of course but i did want to mention that uh tuesday night was the joe yukika scholar athlete banquet which for a lot of people that's the highest award uh, a high school football player can get because it combines their athletic ability with academics. And I do not have the list in front of me, but I know there were multiple Seacoast kids uh, honored uh, Tuesday night at, the, at that banquet. And, um, you know, it, it was in the union leader. Let's see, Wednesday's edition of the union leader it had the list of everybody who made it. There were winning kind of kids, uh, you know, and it's, that's something something special for those kids. It's not just uh, like I said. It's not just a who's good at football award. It's you know it's a statewide thing. And of all the nominations, I think they I think they picked thirty eight this year kids statewide. So congrats to those kids. Yeah, congratulations. That uh, you're right. And uh, maybe in the next show, if we get that list, we can you know get the Seacoast kids and give them their just due. Um, sure. Yeah, it, uh, I saw that uh, clip on Channel 9 when they, they did a little video on it. And 
I saw a couple of Blue Hawk helmets and, and Winnicott and helmets and Portsmouth. So I just, you know, like I said, I wish they'd had names next to them, but I didn't get them either. Yeah, I have the list. I, sh- I mean, it's my bad trip. I should have brought it on the show here today because uh, I did have it with me. But um... we'll have you back next week when we get into the baseball playoffs, and we'll talk more maybe about that, and then we'll hopefully have Sam with us, and we can kind of just kick things around. But before I leave uh, my two minute drill, I just wanted to uh, let folks know that um, the Special Olympics that was going to be held last week at Exeter High School, and unfortunately because of the and can you believe this weather? That that hot wave we came through, a hot spell that came through, uh, they had to cancel it because of the potential of you know the plus 100 degrees on that Sunday. So uh, I haven't heard of a date it being rescheduled yet, but as soon as we find out if it is being rescheduled, we'll let everybody know so that uh, I know uh, I was going to be helping out up there and uh, they can always use people to help out. It's a great cause and the kids have a great time, but unfortunately, Mother Nature you know, here it is only May. We're already at 100 degrees. And- went, from, went from windy in 55 to uh, 92. <laughs> I know. I know. This is the most bizarre spring in, in a long time. We'll keep people posted. If they do reschedule the Special Olympics here in Exeter, uh, it's a fun event to watch these kids uh, put it all out there. So that's my two-minute drill. Anything else you'd like to throw on the table, sir? No, nope, just looking forward to the to the postseason here you know the kids are trying to get to the finish line in school i know it's a busy time of year but uh you know i always enjoy the uh, various baseball and softball tournaments in particular do you go uh, any special route or do you have a, a, a teams you have to cover or what do you do try to pick the best matchup okay. generally you know um so once the pairings come out early next week uh we'll kind of analyze them and and go from there okay uh, all right so yeah, fair enough. I'll uh, I'll we'll touch base with you hopefully next week, and we'll do another uh, podcast edition of the show, and or maybe a video cast. So have your makeup ready just in case. <laughs> and we'll get Sam well, to jump on. Maybe we'll do it from a field. Sure. Can we do it? Hey, the, can we cool. do it on, on site. I'd love to do one on site. I've been talking about that yeah. uh, with our producer Bob for a long time. Now. The more the more outdoors we get, the better off we are. You can always read Roger and the Union Leader, but you'd also go on to. His two websites, NewHampshireHardball.com for anything baseball-oriented. And then, of course, he's got the NewHampshireFootballReport.com as well. Well, then, that does it. Everybody have a safe and healthy Memorial Day weekend, okay? Be very careful you're out there driving. Enjoy the unofficial beginning to summer. For Roger Brown, this is Sherm Chester inviting you to join us for the next edition of the Seco Sports Forum.